That was your own fault. <laughs> what uh, what uh, do you see from the Bengals defense? Just overall. Yeah, I just sort of. You take that wherever you want. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> they, uh, you know, they're they're dealing with a couple injuries. Uh, kind of where it starts, but they're very talented. Uh, good at stopping the run. They kind of crowd the box a little bit and make it tough on you. But uh, yeah, they're talented at the back end. Their free safety plays very well, reading eyes and just things like that. Speaking of injuries, Joe Burrow is dealing with a pinky injury. I mean, anything on your right hand all comes into play just a little differently. Uh, it could affect the spiral. I mean, it all depends how, how severe it is, what exactly it is, but it could affect the spiral a little bit, just your grip on the ball overall, and especially when you get into these colder games, it could, it could play, a, play a factor. Things your teammates talk about talk about a lot is no matter what you're always the same guy in the huddle you're always the same guy in the field. The other day, obviously, it was a little bit of a rough day. Does that still bother you? Have you flushed it? Have you moved on? Are you on to Cincinnati? Uh, it definitely bothered me. Uh, it's more of just the first 24 hours after the game. I, I try to, you know, be hard on myself, grade everything like I normally would, and then you know, once you hit that certain point, you got to move on to the next week. And you know, Cincinnati's coming quick. Uh, you know, we'll leave on Friday, so I feel like a short, different, different week for us, but. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, whenever you come off a game like that, you always want to you know, bounce back this week and perform the right way. Grading yourself, is that just like a technical look at the tape and then do you have a process for, for looking at each play and your decisions? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the coaches do their grading process. Uh, I kind of have my own just system of going back through things and you try to replay the play in your head, how you saw it, uh, you know, did you do everything the, the correct way? Did you, what did you miss? You know, where did the error occur? And you just kind of try to go back through that process and you know figure things out that way, and it's done well for me in the past. Is there any one particular play from Seattle that you? I wish I could have that that, that one again. Yeah, uh, the second interception definitely. Just um, I got greedy with it, kind of you know put something in my head that I thought it was going to play out a certain way, and you know certain things didn't happen on the play, so it, it played out differently. But I just got greedy with it, and you know instead of taking the check down and keep the ball moving, I got I got greedy. How does the uncertainty in the backfield this week affect your preparation since those guys are such an important part of your protection and all that? Uh, you know, it'll affect some things. I think it's more with the coaches, just how they put together the game plan. But, uh, you know, whoever we have back there, those guys are pretty interchangeable. They, uh, they all bring a different flavor to it. But it's just, um, you know, whoever's back there will be ready to roll. You went to Cincinnati two years ago when you're kind of starting out. If you looked at that film, how different are the Bengals now? And just what, what can you take away from that game? We looked at it a little bit. They're, they're a much different team. Uh, different players. Some of the same players have, you know, grown and matured. Just they were rookies back then. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of, you know, we want to get back to that style. I mean, we got off to a fast start. Defense had a couple turnovers that game, I remember. And just, uh, I mean, if we could do that, that's when we are really playing our best. We play from ahead and, you know, let the rest take care of itself. Formula for three games in a row, and then things didn't go that way on Sunday. How do you guys view it? I mean, do you look at that as a step back, or just kind of big picture? How do you think you guys are right now? Uh, you know, there there was a lot. There were some good things that came from that game. You know, it obviously didn't turn out the way we wanted to, but you know, at the end there, uh, moving the ball like we did, getting it down to the whatever two yard line or whatever that was. I mean, you do all these. 
we were just talking about it. You know, all these good, bad, and different things that go into the game, and all it comes down to is that one play at the end. You know, did he tip it? Did he not? Uh, you know, kind of, you have to, like you said, you have to look at the big picture of it. You know, we did a lot of good things. What can you take from that game? And then at the same time, all the things that you did wrong, how could you correct them so you don't have to make that same mistake again? So there's a balance between the two of them, and, and we're trying to find that. When Debo comes back and, I mean, George puts that kind of game on film, which, of course, he has in the past, just how much more dynamic does it make the offense, especially in those situations where, you know, a defense can't just say, we're going to devote all these resources to George? Yeah, it makes it tough, especially in situational ball. Uh, when you get to third down, red zone, things like that, that's when they really have to make a choice. You know, who do we want to take away? Uh, do, do we want to give a one-on-one -on -one to George, to Debo? And that's just... It's really my job to find that one-on-one -on -one and take advantage of that. Obviously, you're not going to be unhappy with you know, plays that result in, in yardage. But when you have a play that you look back on tape and you, know, you take the check down and it's, it's successful, but you look back and there's like a clear <coughs> explosive option on the table that you could have taken, how do you sort of evaluate that? Uh, I think it goes into the situation of the game, plays a big role of it, uh, you know, how the momentum is, or do you have control of the game? And, you know, there's a lot of factors that come into it. Uh, pass rush is also, you know, tied into that. But, you know, there's a time and place where, you know, towards the end of the game we had to start making some chunk plays and, you know, take some bigger chances. But when you can take those check downs and those check downs are getting you 8, 10, 12 yards, it's hard to pass those up. And so you, you want to stay on track and do whatever you can to do that, but you got to be aggressive at the same time. You went back and saw Kittle's second touchdown on film and the tightrope act along the sideline. How impressive was that? And and how helpful is it when he's causing chaos on a field? It's very helpful. <laughs> it's, it was an impressive play by George, but, you know, Juwan and B.A. had a you know, nice little hit by, but Juwan really sparked that play, just the aggressiveness that he had after he saw George catch it. And that's, that's really the type of team we got, guys who are willing to block for each other, guys who are willing to take one for the team and, you know, get your brother open so that he could go make a play. And I think when, when guys could play like that, uh, that unselfish mindset, creates big plays and creates big plays for everybody. Marvin, on the, on the, excuse me, the Wagner interception, the fact that Elijah had to go help with a blitz by Adams was, was blitzing. It didn't lead to, he didn't have much of a, a play fake. Mm -hmm. Is that a, a factor? I mean, I mean, I know you talked about it after the game, but would you have expected Wagner to fight a little harder if you'd been able to? You'd think so, yeah. I think just naturally uh, he would have, you know, felt the backfield action that we were doing, and I think he would have taken a couple steps down further. But you know, they caught us in a nice blitz right there. Good call by them, and uh, you know, just gotta be patient with it. Wait for it to clear the next window, knowing that Bobby, you know, didn't get sucked up as much as you wanted to. Said, uh, he, he was probably gonna go for two if you guys had scored a touchdown. Yeah. Were you thinking that way as well? I mean, was that sort of uh, the mentality going that uh, you would go get eight points on that drive? Honestly, I was just, you know, trying to get the touchdown first. In the back of my mind, I kind of knew, I know Kyle and just how he's been in the past. I had a pretty good idea that we would go for two, especially, you know, the way we, were, we had the momentum, we were moving the ball, all those things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we didn't get to that situation. But, yeah, I kind of had that feeling. And when you go into a game, do you even know that what the play call will be? Going for two? Yeah. You have a good idea. Like, I mean, we, we have an idea going into it, but just as the game dic dictates, uh, Kyle will make that call. You've been involved in giving back to the community. Art Armstead was just nominated for the Walter Hoop Award of the Year. How important is it for you as football <coughs> players to give back, to be a part of your respectful community? 
I think it's a huge part. It's, uh, you know, we have a lot of responsibility when given this platform and just all the eyes that are on us and everything like that. I think, you know, when we do something, it stands out and carries a little bit more weight to it. And it just uh, kind of sets a tone for, for other people in the community. I'm, I'm big with giving back to the kids, love any opportunity, game day, whatever it is to get a little kid out there and just give them a, a cool experience, something that, you know, a lot of people don't get to experience. And, you know, these kids are privileged privilege enough to get that, that chance. Thank you, Jimmy. All right. Thanks, guys. I that uh, you always had your helmet on last week of practice. Did you do some campaigning to try to be available for that game on Sunday? Uh, I did. You know, um, you know, we all talked about it. We were all on the same page that uh, the risk did not, the risk outweighed the reward, right? Um, you know, I could have went out there and, you know, wouldn't, we wouldn't have known what was going to happen. So uh, it was either go out there, risk being out for another four weeks, or take one week off and be back for this week. So happy to be back. Uh, kind of said you're a full go today. You feel, how do you feel? 100%. What was that experience? I'm sorry? What was your assessment of how Aziz played in that role Sunday? Oh, man, he was, that was his, I think, his best game to date. Um, played outstanding. And, uh, you know, the defense didn't, they didn't drop off one bit. I mean, that was uh, such a such a great outing by the entire defense. But Aziz, he was out there controlling the defense, uh, making making big plays, being you know all over the place like he always is. And so uh, I was on the sideline and I was I was cheering extra hard for him. What was that experience for you? Just you know missing your your first game after being healthy your entire career. Uh, it sucked. <laughs> it was. I think that's the best way to put it. It was terrible. I. I, uh, I pride myself on being available, you know, for this team and uh, for the defense. So it sucked being on the sideline, not being able to be out there and help them uh, get the win. But, um, you know, it was, it was the streak was good while it lasted. The, the D coordinator, but you probably know the answer to this. Dante Johnson came in, you know, even before he was playing cornerback and was playing sort of like a safety linebacker. I, I, I don't know what the position was, but he, a, do you know what, what he was doing? And, and B, it seems like very valuable to have a guy that can come in, Johnny on the spot, and play multiple spots in a, in a game. Yeah, I mean, Dante's positionless. I mean, you see, you've seen that. Uh, the fact that he can play uh, kind of all four or all five of those spots in there, um, he's just such a, such a smart veteran. Uh, and that's why he stuck around for so long. Obviously, he's very talented, but just his, his mind and being able to handle so much out there that, I mean, we can call on him to do whatever. I mean, if he needs to play Mike, if he needs to play safety corner, um, and he's reliable. So, um, obviously, he's a, a huge asset for not only our team, but obviously the defense. Are there different guys, non-linebackers, playing linebacker on, on Sunday? I mean, were there defensive backs having to – in Ufanga, for example, look like he was – Sam for a few plays. Is that happening in that game? Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say too much from from what we ordinarily do. You know, we like to use uh, an extra DB on third downs, and that's not a secret, right? Um, I think having uh, having Flan in there playing the wheel uh, the whole game, he he did an outstanding job holding his own in there as well. So um, there was a few times where it was just like uh, you know having five, uh, having that six six DB on the field. Between Mixon and the three wideouts they have, this is about as good a skill position set as, you, as you'll see in a season. Absolutely, um, very talented, very talented group all all across the board. You mentioned all you mentioned those guys. Um, you know the guy in particular that obviously I got to focus on is, is Mixon. 
Um, playing against, I played against him back in 19, played against him actually in high school uh, during like seven on seven, uh, you know, kind of tours. And, um, you know, you see it, you see it to, still to this day, the, the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, the shiftiness. Uh, he's a bigger back. He's going to run through, run through tackles. Um, so we got we to gotta make sure we're, we're on point. You mentioned the pride you take in your availability. A, a number of guys this year have come back and aggravated injuries. I'm just curious as a player, what's the process that you go through in your head in terms of finding that balance of the, the pride in being available, but also not making something worse and, and maybe more long term? Um, I mean, this is the first time I'm dealing with this. So I guess I'm kind of in, in a learning situation too. And I, I think the first step was accepting that Guess what, Fred? It doesn't matter how hard you try to try and be back for this game. Talking about Seattle, it's just not smart. You know, the hamstring is going to take. It takes a certain amount of time for for it to actually heal. Um, you know, from an anatomy standpoint. So, I think it's it's just being in great communication with everyone, the trainers, uh, Ben, and the coaching staff, and making sure that when there's a plan set in, set in place, that you're just following the plan. As a captain and a leader of the team. Is there anything you can do to make sure a performance like this past Sunday doesn't happen again? Uh, absolutely. It all starts with, obviously, how we're competing in practice, how we're deliberate in our meetings. Um, you know, it, it, it's just about putting that, putting that performance behind us and onto the next. I mean, this league is all about getting better. And so as long as we get better from, from where we were a week ago, I think we'll have a pretty good chance. Eric Armstead is the team's nominee for Walter Payton Man of the Year. What's he like off the field, and how much inspiration to you and the other players get from the work he does in the community? Um, I mean, he's he, off the field, he's about the same as he is on the field. He's pretty uh, soft-spoken. You know, in the game, it's hard to get him to say anything. But, um, you know, once once you once you get pretty close to him, he starts to open up a little bit. But um, in terms of what he does off the field for his community, for our community, it's, it's insane. And, I mean, it's truly an inspiration. I, I said it to him, you know, it's an inspiration to not only me, but the entire team. Uh, all of us see it. You know, it makes me want to work harder at being, being better for, for the community and doing stuff for other people. Um, you know, he's pr probably the most deserving, uh, for sure, of, of who would win that award, in my opinion. Right, that was pretty emotional video. <laughs> right. What was it like to be up there? Because I, 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 knew, I knew DJ and Eric had a pretty special bond, right? But, you know, them talking to one another in that way, in that moment, it, it was like, man, hey, watch out. Like, don't, don't give me, uh, me tear out here. But, uh, it's, I mean, it was just... This is genuine, you know, like that's the genuine care and love that we have for one another. Um, you know, and like I said, he's very deserving of that. DJ, um, is he the strong, I don't know how you would rank this, but where does he rank as far as strongest guys on the team? Uh, that's a good question. I'd say I'd say he's up there. The, the first couple of names that come to mind are Trent Williams, Bosa, DJ's right there with him. I mean, I... And you're talking about like football strength. I feel like he's number one. You know, we're not talking about benching and squatting and all that stuff. But uh, <laughs> some of the stuff he does on game day is just insane. And like, it's hard to kind of see when you're in the game and you're playing off of him. But like, watching from the sideline this past weekend, that dude is making some money. I'll say that. But <laughs> he's balling. He's balling out of his mind right now. And we need it. We need it big time for this defense, for this team. Um, He's playing insane. We just got. He's got to keep it going. Keep getting better. Football strength is being able to move another, move another guy around. 
What's that? By football strength, just like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, because some guys they can they can go bench press whatever amount of weight in the in the in the weight room, and then you get on the field and it, you know it's not it's not it doesn't translate. You know he he has football strength where he's literally moving grown men and and manhandling them. I'll give you an opportunity to act as an agent. <laughs> were you were you surprised that he didn't get the kind of Whatever. I'm not. I'm not involved in any of that stuff. No, don't. Uh, I'm not going to give you any clickbait on that one. But he's doing. He's doing great. All right, guys. Hey, faithful. Don't forget to click here to subscribe to our YouTube.